Welcome to this episode of Comeback, episode 249. It is just me today, it's just me, Connor, and I'm going to solely dissect Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, episode 3, or fight 3, that's happening this Saturday night or Sunday morning Vietnam time. Fury is a huge character and a huge influence on my journey of comeback. So this episode is dissecting the reasons why, the reasons why I've found Fury to be such a profound influence in the last three years, uh, my thoughts on the third fight and a bit about the journey, the journey that we have leading up to the trilogy on Saturday. A trilogy fight is always a weird prospect. Usually the first fight or the second fight would have had to go different ways, so one apiece, or there'd have to be some kind of crazy controversy into why we need a third. Yet for this, it's apparent that Fury, I think, is the dominant boxer and the dominant character. His victory in the second fight was so conclusive, so commanding, and so ruthless. I'm quite surprised that Wilder activated round three, because... If you base the the evidence on that, there's no way he's going to be beat him. However, Wilder does have that one punch, the one trick pony, but it's a hell of a trick in that brutal right hand, which nearly knocked Fury senseless in the first fight. So I suppose Wilder would be looking at that to back up his claims that he can win this one, but we shall see. Me personally, I discussed this in the first Fury Wilder podcast preview episode 246 i said that i think tyson fury will win in round five and i still believe that i still believe that fury gets this job done pretty early yet we'll see on saturday i think fury will be victorious but to win in round five is my current prediction now the tyson fury story as a whole is one that has really gripped me in the last three years to be completely honest mainly because i saw some parallels in my own journey I saw that in 2015, where I first really took interest in Fury, I'd watched his Chisora rematch in 2014, but I wasn't really bothered. Whilst 2015, that's when it really hit me what he was going to do, as in have a heavyweight title fight against Vladimir Klitschko. And I'll be completely honest and straight now, I wanted Klitschko to win and I thought Klitschko would win. I thought that Klitschko was a class above and Fury was a bit of a clown. Yet, watching his press conferences, there was still some... There was something in me that thought, maybe Fury could actually. Maybe if he's got this power of conviction in his abilities, maybe he can get the job done. And he went in there and absolutely bamboozled Klitschko. Klitschko looked dumbfounded. He thought, how on earth do I deal with this guy? both in and out of the ring. The press conferences, he looked confused. The, the what is it called? I think it's the, the public workout, there we go, the exhibition, where Fury was singing to him, and Klitschko was just sat there stony-faced thinking, what on earth am I dealing with? And very interestingly, when you look back, Klitschko tried a lot of tricks leading up to the fight. You know, the the canvas of the ring, wrapping his hands early. I think he knew that he was probably going to lose. And Fury went in there and shot the world. And unfortunately, this led to the decline. The decline, which is well documented, that he had achieved his Everest. 
he had achieved his ultimate ambition of becoming the world heavyweight champion and as a result fell into a, an extremely dark hole. He fell into an extreme depression. He was out of the ring for two and a half years and he looked like he would never return. I remember in terms of my own journey, 2015 to 2019 were pretty brutal. Very brutal actually, especially 15 and 16. And in 2016, he was supposed to fight Klitschko in the rematch at Manchester Arena. And they were sat around the table doing a Box Nation interview, like a, a gloves are off special. And Fiori looked extremely distressed. And a lot of the phrases and the sentences he came out with were very concerning, such as the fact that he doesn't care what happens to him. He can lose in the first round and it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Does life or death even matter? He can go into a gym and pick up one weight or he can stay for four hours. He doesn't know what time he's going to go home. He doesn't know where anything is. He seemed very disillusioned, lost and quite honestly heavily depressed. And a few weeks later, he was stripped of his titles and that led to the descent. But it was quite clear then he was struggling. And I remember in my own journey, that was my own decline if that makes sense and I remember thinking wow this is astonishing that such a powerful public figure can explain what people go through with depression with such an honest authentic and yep this is it this is what we go through I've never seen it explained like that and so I watched the rest of the fury the fury story with a real interest, especially when it was announced in late 2017 that he was coming back, that he would actually return. That was already an achievement, to go a thousand days without stepping foot into the ring and managing to step step back in, step back into battle. I thought that's an extraordinary achievement, but he needs a lot of practice before he gets to the desired level. And he had two warm-up fights. The first one, I believe, the guy was called Safari. And he just danced the whole time. He was looking in the crowd. He was blowing his tongue out. He was doing all sorts of crazy antics that you thought, yeah, he's not really taking this seriously. Then in the second fight, it was more convincing, I suppose. He did a just a boxing job on Pianetta in Belfast. And then he suddenly announces that he's going to fight Wilder. And... Even his dad, John Fury, has come out this week and said he thought that was suicide. He said, I'm not talking to you if you do that. But Tyson did it, and Tyson took the fight, and everyone in the boxing world thought, surely Fury's going to lose this. Surely, there's no way he can beat Wilder, based on what he's gone through. And he went on a few interviews in America, most notably, probably, the Joe Rogan podcast, and explained his story, and explained why he thought he was going to win. And I remember watching it and feeling so inspired. I thought, wow, this guy has really gone through the mill and he's back. And the fact that he's back is an extraordinary achievement. But if, if he wins, if he actually gets the job done in the ring, then it's a, ne a new level. So I spent about three weeks leading up to the fight. Most days thinking, surely he's not going to do it. Surely not. And I was so, yeah, I was just so confused. I was so surprised. I was so... So engrossed and thought, if he can do this, I can probably get out of my hole. I can probably get out of what I'm struggling with. And then the fight happens. And to the amazement of many, including myself, the first nine rounds were a breeze. The first nine rounds, he just boxed and boxed and boxed and did what he did best and made Wilder look very, very ordinary. Round nine, there was a bit of a scare when he was clipped around the back of the head. And you thought, oh, OK, this this isn't over yet. He still continued to dominate the fight comfortably until round 12 where 
things looked tricky. In round 12 where, yeah, he started the fight well, but then he got the absolute hammer blow. The absolute hammer by Wilder. Once he's hit the canvas, I thought he was done. I thought his eyes went to the back of his head. He looked completely unconscious. And I thought, fuck, he came so close, but wasn't able to get the job done because Wilder did have that weapon in his arsenal of that extraordinary, brutal right hand. So with that, I thought, damn, it's done. But then Fury, the defining image of him comes up next where you look over and he gets up and you think, how the fuck has he managed to do this? The referee says, come over. He comes over and then gets back boxing and Wilder's, he's gone in for the kill and he's swinging and swinging. He's probably more surprised than the rest of us thinking, how the hell has that punch not kept this man down? And he comes back and he comes back and even 30 seconds later, Fury had his hands behind his back. He was showboating. It was one of the most extraordinary moments in boxing history. It's a moment that still gets played all around the world when thinking of a comeback. Fury getting up back from his feet after an extraordinary hammer blow. That was the moment, I think, that really defines Fury. And when we look at his professional career in hindsight in a few years, that's what we'll remember. The fact that he did get hit with a load of wax from life outside the ring, came back into the ring, what he knows best, got the ultimate hammer blow and came back. It was absolutely extraordinary. Even after the fight, even though it was ruled a draw as a result, everyone knew that Fury won. And to combat that, Fury did not make excuses. He didn't whinge, he didn't complain. It would have been so easy. He was just robbed of the most extraordinary comeback in sporting history. And yet he still just said, okay, this is it. This is what happened. I know I won the fight, we all know. Let's have the rematch. 2019, he then got in the ring twice more. He had two fights, two fights in between the Wilder, Wilder 1 and Wilder 2. Uh, the first was... Tom Schwartz and he boxed his head off for two rounds in Vegas perfect way to land in America and the second was Otto Wallen and with Otto Wallen he really had to suffer he really had to dig in deep where his eye was cut really badly and he was very very close to having having the fight called off and therefore a defeat so he had to I think he boxed with one eye he boxed with one eye for eight rounds and he kept adrift and he won the rounds and got the points and got the decision and that showed extreme grit and perseverance and courage and in the context of Fury's career it probably does not get mentioned enough and then come Wilder 2 where he does something that surprises many of us and he sacks Ben Davison his trainer or sort of doesn't sack he parts company with his trainer and then advocates a more aggressive approach he says he will take the fight to Wilder he will go on the front foot and he will knock him out inside 12 rounds. Now that is extremely dangerous, uh, especially against somebody who is known as a knockout artist. So I was concerned and I'm sure many were. I thought Fury's best chance of winning is to just evade punches and box, box, box. Yet he proves everybody wrong and comes forward and absolutely batters Wilder. He absolutely pulverizes him to the point where Wilder has to sit in his corner and hope that they're coming to save him. And they do. And Wilder then really disappointed probably most of the boxing world by blaming his trainer, blaming the referee, blaming his ring walk costume, blaming Tyson Fury's gloves, blaming everybody but himself. And that's not something that sits well in any sporting division. 
a disappointment to say the least and probably why the third fight happened is because he needs to get his reputation back because otherwise he'll just be known as a sulker and a sore loser and I suppose there's no better way to silence your critics than by going back in and doing it all over again yet I can't see it changing I think Fury wins just round five this time I think that's how he gets the job done but it's going to be fascinating to see I think overall why Tyson Fury is the epitome of comeback is because I think now the stats are aware. Everybody knows about how prominent an issue mental health is as an epidemic. And for somebody as six foot nine, heavyweight champion of the world, boxer, to come out and say, yeah, I've been struggling with depression. It's okay. It's okay not to be okay. That can have such, such reverberations for everybody who's struggling with mental health to see a figure like this talk about it so openly even his press conferences they're still authentic they're still hilarious where he'll he'll mess around he'll dance around he'll come up with some great quotes he'll call wilder a dosser and that word's now synonymous with him he still manages to entertain everybody who watches both in and out of the ring and i think that's why tyson fury will go down as one of the best heavyweights of all time when he wins on saturday night and i also think his message now transcends boxing he's called he's been given a calling to other topics and other areas all over the world which need exploration and i think fury's story shows that you can come back it doesn't matter what happens to you the comeback does beat the setback so that is overall my summary of the fury journey why he has influenced me and why i look forward to his third victory against wilder and i count that on saturday night so if you enjoyed this you can check out further at at the comeback with ck on instagram i'll be dissecting fury's build up and the fight itself throughout the rest of the week and also i'll have a website soon so if you enjoy you can check out that and any other further interviews so if you enjoyed thank you very much and the comeback beats the setback warm regards connor thank you